This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. Oh, we got a good one. Oh, 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 snarky mommy 78, a.k.a. Gretel. Should be the other way around, shouldn't it? Should be Gretel, a.k.a. Snarky Mommy 78 is back. Uh, You know her. You love her. Uh, You know her from Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, and Today's Parent. Often considered one of the funniest parents on Twitter. Um, And uh, we get into kind of a bunch of hot topics. So I wanted to do it a little bit different this time. So I had a bunch of prepared, prepared, uh, prepared articles that I found online regarding marriage and parenting. And uh, we discussed them. And uh, we, you know, we riff on it a little bit. So I think you'll enjoy it. It's a great conversation. She is always a pleasure. I will warn you. The audio gets a little sketchy, uh, like five minutes in, and uh, and then it picks up and it kind of renews. It doesn't ever actually drop out, um, but we basically do these things live. So uh, I apologize in advance. But if you stick to the end, there's a really good conversation about um, genders and and being as gender neutral as possible uh, in 20, 2022. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Before we get too far into it, of course, I want to do two things. One, thank you. Last week was one of my biggest weeks for subscribers. I had a big jump, um, so much appreciated. Also, we cracked the top 100 parenting podcasts in Canada. Amazing. God damn it. We are doing this together, so thank you. Continue to like, share, subscribe. Wherever you're watching this, wherever you're listening to this, there's probably a follow, subscribe button. Do that. If there's a thumb up, give it one of those. If it's like a five-star thing, give it one of those. I greatly appreciate it. Trust me, every single one of them gets noticed. And I show my wife, and she goes, I don't care. And I say, I, I know you don't care, but it's really important to me. So please continue to do that. With that, here's Gretel. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. Today I am joined by Gretel, aka Snarky Mommy seventy eight. Uh, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thanks for having me. I don't recall if I asked you what's the significance of the seventy eight. Um, that was the year I was born, oh. and yeah, when I, so when I started Snarky Mommy, I, I I wanted to just be Snarky Mommy, and there was already a Snarky <laughs> Mommy, believe Bitch. it or not, who's not even. Who's not, I mean, I'm sorry if she is listening. She's not like really big on Twitter, like at all. Like she's not very active, but she's, but she owns, you know, so she has a snarky mommy handle. So I couldn't just do snarky mommy. So I had to, I had to do something. I had to like, you know, I didn't want to be snarky mommy one or snarky mommy, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to come up with a number that, that made sense. So 78 is, you know, my year, the year that I was born. Mm-hmm. I, uh. It's the reason why yeah. I have that nerddad.ca because some schmuck has a blog on that nerddad.com and uh, it hasn't been updated in like four years. Yeah, the nerve. They should actually take, take down, like, there's a lot how, of, there are a lot of handles that are just inactive. They should take those down after a certain amount. How could they not know that three years later I would want that handle? 
Right. It's it's ridiculous. You know, if you don't if you don't post in three years, that's it. You're done. Take take it down. Well, I have had various um, like versions of myself on social media as I've tried different things. And when something doesn't work, I intentionally go back and I try to shut down and delete everything I can think yeah. of. Um, yeah. And deactivate, not so much for a convenience, courtesy sake, in case someone wants the name. I don't give a shit about other people. I'm thinking <laughs> about, I don't want that previous brand impacting right. my current brand. That's true, so, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm coming from with it. Uh, so you and I were talking beforehand. We're both exhausted. Yes. Uh, my two-year-old had me up at four um, because he says he had a bad dream. I don't think he did. I think he just yeah. wanted a, some cuddle time at 4 a.m. Yeah, then, no, that's what she does too. Exactly. Yeah. And then my six-year-old gets me up at 6 a.m. So I'm I'm tired. And you mentioned you're tired too. What was your night? Yeah, like? so my five-year-old, my five-year-old doesn't um uh what's the word? Respect sleep. <laughs> okay. Like my sleep, her sleep, nobody's like she doesn't give a shit. So she wakes up at like 3 3 30 in the morning, 4 30, 5. And she's like, turn the light on. I'm ready to play. It's like, no, I'm tired. No, turn the light on. And she doesn't want to stay by herself. She needs me to be there with her. And I'm exhausted. And then she gets mad at me, the nerve of her. She gets mad at me when I don't play with her at four in the morning. It's like, what is happening? So anyway, so she's so she woke up at 4.30 in the morning th this morning saying that she, was, she had a bad dream that she lost one of her lovies that she sleeps with. Aww. And so I was like, oh, that's that's really sad. Which lovey? And then she was like, this one and then she was like no it was that one and i was like okay if you're gonna tell me a story like get your story straight before you lie to me like so i don't know who knows if she actually had a dream about that or not she is not the most reliable source but um i'm exhausted so there's always something she she wakes up at like four in the morning usually once or twice a week and there's always like either a bad dream or her leg hurts or she's thirsty but then can't go back to sleep she's she's a horrendous sleeper like she's ugh, my it, it my, just it's beyond in general my kids aren't too bad about sleeping i'm not gonna lie i'm not i'm also not gonna brag uh because that will jinx me for the next month yeah don't that's uh, the, the, yeah yeah exactly but you don't want my six my six-year-old is an early riser i think if we let him he would get us up at 5 a.m but he also goes to yeah. bed like you know 8 30 he's usually asleep so we get our our time to watch TV at night and it is what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the idea of nightmares. So with our kids, um, we have been very cautious about what we let them watch for fear of adding nightmares to their, no, absolutely. their, their repertoire. Um, is it TV based or is it screen time based the nightmares or your kids just have active imaginations? She has a very active imagination. Like she always has. She, I mean, she watches, like little like she she'll watch um like little youtube shows like that but nothing really scary the only thing that was really scary at one point that she went to was like she liked star wars for a bit darth vader didn't scare her okay. but then we thought maybe she was having nightmares because of that so but in a year like she was really into it like four um but now wow she has nightmares about random things like the the other day she had a nightmare that like i couldn't find her oh you know stuff like that like not anything it's 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 things but but nothing 
um, that I think was is based on anything, you know? All right. There's nothing kind of triggering it. Yeah, you're kind of freezing on my end, too. No, no, I can hear you. You okay? Yeah. No, there's nothing. I can hear you. Um, yeah, there's nothing triggering. No. And, and like, losing her lovey was was uh, one of the first, one of the only dreams she's had about that. So that made me feel bad. But then she couldn't get her story straight on. And then I was kind of questionable thing. Really? Um, You're full yeah, of shit. Yeah, so it, it's, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She has days where she sleeps really well, like straight and really, really well. And then she has other days up at like, she's, she has like an eight hour, or she sleeps eight, like she goes to bed at like eight and then at four, she's done sleeping. It's like, what? So it's, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things where I thought I, I was foolish and thought that sleep like once like the infancy over no idea that sleep issues could last this long you know it's one of those things where you just like before you become a parent you're so stupid and you think oh as long as they start to the night everything will be fine and there is no i mean for some parents probably yes there is i mean with sorry i just <laughs> No, I, 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 I'll say this. Uh, when, it's, like a, whenever, it's like a raw issue for me. <laughs> whenever I meet a, a new parent or someone, you know, somebody gets pregnant for the first time, I don't offer a lot of parenting advice because there's ample parenting advice to go around. And you can seek that shit out on your own. Uh, but I will say, be prepared to be more tired than you've ever been in your entire life. Um, you know, before before kids, I didn't nap very much. Uh, after kids, it's like if someone tells me, yeah. hey, I'll give you 10 minutes to go to sleep, I will sleep for 10 minutes. I will knock right out for 10 minutes. Um, I want to pivot, though. I want to pivot a little bit to our conversation. Um, so I told you I wanted to talk about some kind of hot topics right, that right. are marriage and parenting related. So I got some things here queued up for us. Uh, okay, so for the first one is, I think it's this slide here. I'm going to show it here. 43% of adults say they have financially cheated on their partner. Ooh. So what does that mean? Uh, what that means is financial mm -hmm. deception ranges from lying to your partner or spouse about money to hiding things such as cash bills or a purchase. According to the report, the survey of more than 2000 adults was conducted online by the Harris poll in June, whatever. All right. So 43% <laughs> of adults. I don't believe that. I, I believe it's a hundred percent. You who think so? Uh, who does hide never... shit from? I don't hide. Yeah, we don't hide stuff. I, it's, it's we, we. Okay, so we we have a joint account. Like I can't hide anything from him. Like he would know any everything that I'm doing. He, there's you no don't way. Have any separate money? What? You don't have any separate money. We do, but we don't. I don't. I. We do. We do have separate money, but I don't. I barely use my. We each have like our own savings account, and then we we have a joint checking account. But we don't. I mean, I could. Use I don't even know where my debit card is for my like I <laughs> oh I guess it's all related to the same card right see this is this is how this is how bad it I have no idea how to even access that money I guess it would be the same debit card but I haven't seen I haven't even I don't even know how much money I have in there like okay. I'm, I'm a hot mess no no so, so you don't financially deceive you don't financially I don't, I really cheat don't. as they say I really don't because um yeah I don't 
I guess. My wife and I all the time. I should. <laughs> no, you know what? For for like presents and stuff, I probably should just use my private my my separate savings account so he doesn't see. But I end up we end up like charging stuff to the credit card and then and then I'm like, oh, just hoping he doesn't see like the charge until his birthday <laughs> comes. Um, so it's not very mysterious, you know. We my wife and I do it to each other all the time. And yeah. it'll be like and we we're both super guilty of it. Something will show up in the mail and because we have separate money. And it's not that we like we we intermingle and we you know we pay our bills and stuff like that. But yeah, we have our separate accounts. We, I don't I think we tried to have a joint account. We just were both too lazy to actually deposit into it. Um so we just ended up keeping our shit separate. But we deceive each other. Like with what? Like big things? Uh I don't want to say big, like d- define big, more than a hundred dollars, <laughs> more than a thousand. Yeah, no, okay. no. Well, so a thousand would, would I, be like that would be. That, that would be like big. buying a car, uh, <laughs> but like, like I think uh, you know, hundred bucks here and there. I think uh, we we both been guilty because look, if I were to buy a video game, that's eighty dollars. Right. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I might buy a video game. Yeah, it depends on what you buy. And I might buy a video game and not necessarily tell her or hope she doesn't see it on the credit card we share or whatever. Um, Right. I would never do something crazy like buy a car or or have a secret family or anything. But, (laughs) like, I think financial (laughs) deception is normal. I think think people are guilty. I'm surprised you're not, to be honest. I'm really caught off guard by this. I mean, now I'm thinking... I mean, like, I'll get a pair of shoes, but then I'll be like, oh, so I bought a pair of shoes that were like, I don't know, $60. And then he'll be like, why are you guilty? I mean, why are you telling it's $60? Who cares? Like, it's fine. A pair of shoes for $60 is okay. But then, like, so I won't always, like, tell him before I buy something. It sounds like you're confessing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I am confessing it. But I'm I'm not. I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't. Oh, my God. We're so boring. Okay. This is a plain <laughs> vanilla conversation. Let's go to the next topic. <laughs> You ruined it by being too wholesome. Damn right. it. I know. All right. The next one I found was uh, CNN ran an article like, just says December 4th, but whatever it was. I just came across it recently. How to, yeah. t- how to tell if it's time for a sleep divorce. Uh, and the article basically goes on to say like, look, if you snore, uh, if you have sleep apnea, uh, maybe it's time to get separate beds, sleep in different rooms. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, right. Without getting too personal, what is your sleeping arrangement at night? Obviously, no, at night. Could I be mean, during the day. Anyways. honestly, I barely sleep. As I told you, like I'm barely in our bed because our <laughs> five year old doesn't. She doesn't like coming into our bed. So, like when she wakes up in the middle of the night, she usually wants me to sleep in hers if she even wants to go back to sleep. But no, we sleep in the same bed. But um, you, if I'm in 
my bed. But um, <laughs> um, also, you have to remember, we live in Brooklyn in an apartment. Like, we don't have a guest room. <laughs> so there's no way, even if we were terrible sleepers, even if, like, I mean, he snores a lot, but I'm, I, I've been guilty of snoring. Like, if I have allergies or whatever, I I think lately I haven't been snoring as much, but I've been guilty. I apparently snore. Oh. Um, but so, but so does he. He snores a lot too. So, you know, even if we wanted to sleep in separate beds, we don't. We don't have a guest room. Like we, we'd have to go to the couch. Like we'd have to. One blanket. One blanket. Yeah, we have a big one. We have a big comforter that it works. I know so, some people yes. don't. Some people can't can't handle. It. I, I just we have like a very big puffy blanket or comforter, and it just kind of works. Uh, my wife and I both have sleep apnea. So at night, okay. we both put our masks on, we turn, face separate directions, and we each have our own blanket. <laughs> so we're not like separate beds, uh, but we're but as close, like... as, close as we can be <laughs> to separate beds without having a separate bed. Is it a, is uh, it a queen size bed or a king size? It's a king size bed. King size bed. Um, is and, it a king size bed? Yeah, so we have a little bit of space. Um, so we're as close to getting a sleep divorce as you could possibly get without actually getting one. But I thought it's interesting. I think, you know, whatever goes on, whatever helps you get a good night's sleep or for your mental health, because if you're not rested, you're not going to get a good version of yourself. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, this is 2022. Totally. We can have a progressive marriage without being in the yeah. same bed. Absolutely Go no. We it. I have friends who sleep who sleep in separate beds and or separate separate rooms because of like sleep issues and family members who have done that. Like it's just it is what it is. Like sometimes you just have to sleep is like you said you you can't function if you have bad a bad night's sleep. So if that's what you have to do, you have to do. You know it is what it is. You're so traditional. You have these very traditional. You're like old school. I like it. <laughs> I am. Very old. I mean, I was born in 1978. I think we covered that. I'm, I'm, I'm old. No, you're 43. Oh, I'm gonna be 44 this year. Oh no! When's your birthday? Don't tell me the exact date. Just tell me the month. September. September. All right. All right. Last. Uh, last. I don't, it's a series of hot topics. Uh, do you know who this woman is? Because I didn't know who she was either. She looks really familiar, but no. Her name is Erica Diamond. She's a oh. self-care and lifestyle coach. Apparently, she's a bit of a big deal based upon what I found. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So she had uh, a list of five parenting trends she thinks we're going to see in 2022. Oh, boy. Uh, and let's let's go through them uh, and see, see where this takes us. So Please. number one is staycations are out. Kids what? are going di to dictate the destination. I don't know if she's ever heard of COVID. Um <laughs> <laughs> or kids, or yeah. kids, where like they suggest to go. What? No, no. She said dictate, not suggest. Would you let your kids dictate where you're going to go for your vacation? Dictate? No, they could. <clears throat> they could make a suggestion. I mean, but also <laughs> they could make a suggestion. But like, they, my 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 kids have no idea where. Like, you're gonna I end mean, up at Chuck they, E. Cheese for your vacation. Like they could say <laughs> something ridiculous. Like we, we went to Florida in August, and like. My daughter wants to go, my five-year-old wants to go back to Florida. And we're, she's like, let's just go to Florida. I was like, no, we're not going back to Florida. Florida was like, oh, you know, it's fine. No offense to people that live in Florida. We don't uh, need to keep going back to Florida. We're That's another <laughs> shot at Sham. Oh, um, sorry, Sham. No, I love Florida. <laughs> I love I, mean, I love digging at him randomly. Anyways. I know. 
Um, no, Flor I mean, it's fine. It's just she doesn't, she has no idea where things are, like geography and whatever. Like, I'm not going to let her dictate where we go on vacation. Also, staycations are, are a lot of fun, but I mean, not with, I, I, I don't know. It's not as much fun anymore because we've been home and local for two years. Like, other than like the one time we went to Florida, which was, was fun, but, um, I don't know how much... I'd want to, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like yeah. with COVID and everything, I'm not, like, staycations are great if you live in the city because you're, you know, you want to go to, like, museums and stuff like that. But we're not, you know, mingling with that many people still. And, like, I'd, where do you go on staycations if you don't want to mingle with people and, like, don't want to, you know, interact with the world? North. It's not... You go north. No matter where you are, you go north. If you go north, yeah, north you're going to find be... woods. <laughs> And that's actually, that's yeah, that would it. be, but that's not a staycation, no, exactly. Yeah, all right. The next thing she says is, uh, I'm gonna skip number two because I think number two is stupid. She says, Internet is an important source of support. It's, okay. yeah, of course, the internet's important, it's, it's where we get all of our information nowadays. Um, right, I, I, I'm okay with this one. I, I think this is an interesting topic. Gender neutral parenting is going to be more and more prevalent. So the idea of pinks and blues, just going to kind of go a little bit of the, of the way of the dodo. And the idea of a gender reveal party might even become taboo. Oh, because we are, are more, I know, the gender reveal parties are just insane in general. But the idea of more gender neutral parenting and not necessarily celebrating the sex of a child. Right, right, right. It's, it's an interesting concept. And I think it's one that we're, we're headed towards. The whole idea of gender identity has taken a... So massive so, push forward in the last yeah. five years <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely um i think yeah gender neutral is you know i don't know i think i think it's very important to be open-minded and to just not you know you know oh you find out you have a girl you're, you're having a girl and like get everything pink and get everything purple and my i mean i'm, I'm not a very girly person and my daughter is incredibly girly she loves pink she loves purple she loves frilly things she loves skirts she wears skirts like she wants she wants to wear dresses every single day to school like under her leggings i mean and then she puts her leggings under i've never been like that i was never like that so i didn't raise her to be that she just that's how she decided she she's very into fashion and you know wanting to wear like cute little whatever dresses and jewelry and i that's just how she turned out but i it's it's not like anything we did, you know? And I, I think that's, it's important to just be open-minded like that. And if, you know, and my son wasn't, he's, he's not, I mean, he's not, he's not like feminine in any way, but he's not like, he's kind of boy. I mean, he's, he likes Star Wars. He likes, you know, he likes um, video games and, and like doing stuff with his friends, but he's, I don't know. We didn't raise them to be like, okay, now you're a boy and you have to only like these things and you're a girl and you only have to like, that's just not. Um, but even, even, okay. So even feasible. the, even the idea, even the idea of talking about it in those terms, right? Like he doesn't like boyish, boyish things or she likes girlish things. The idea of even that classification, I think, I think, I think the idea is like uh, traditionally, girlish things traditionally like right, right, all right, that's right. It, yeah absolutely and i think I, I i get what you're saying but even the idea of uh, of those kind of boxes i think they're trying to be removed and i'm it, all for it because look i never want to put yeah. my kid in a position where no. 
they're uncomfortable being who they are around me. So right. like my, my six year old loves pink and, and purple. And traditionally, like, I think if my grandfather were still around, he mm-hmm. would have been like, why is he wearing pink? Uh, but right. now it's like, yeah, we, you want to wear who cares? Pink? Yeah. yeah, go for it. That dad yeah. will throw on a pink shirt as well. And that, you know, we'll, that'll be my way of supporting it. Right. Like whatever it is. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We had a talk with my five-year-old because she, she was talking about how, um, a boy in her class likes to wear or says he wants to wear a dress or something, something about wanting to wear a dress. And, and we were just like, all right. So we didn't, we didn't make, we were like, that's, that's cool. And yeah. she was like, why don't boy boys wear more dresses? And so we had to talk about how bo- some boys wear dresses. Some boys don't, some girls like to wear dresses. Some girls don't like, and it was like, and, and she was just like, it was, it was, it was interesting. Cause it, there was like a, yeah, whatever, whatever they want to do is fine. Um, tone to all of it and it was like it's not a given that boys can't wear dresses you know what i mean it was yeah it was very open open um open-minded or whatever i don't know what the word is but it progressive 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 progressive. yeah she also she also her she's at at a very progressive elementary school and from the very beginning they've they've talked about pronouns and it's really really cool because she'll she'll say like um you know, oh, he's a he's a he. He identif- he he identifies as a he, and or like or she'll be like, oh, this is my friend, whatever, Paul. He identifies as a she, and like it's like like she, not when she's not when she's introducing them, to, but like she'll be like, my friend Paul sits at my table and he he says he's a they. Like okay, so but like she's five. I never, I was never I exposed only, to this kind of talk. Like when I was five, ago, and it's amazing. at most two years ago at most. Is when yeah. I started using pronouns, like, like consciously right. aware of them. I mean, can you imagine being five and talking about this in class? It's it's amazing. The fact it, that, it, that it's being it amazing. It's going to be ingrained in them. It won't be a shock to the system. It won't be something they have to no. learn when no, they're No, she an just adult. like says it in passing. Yeah. That's good. God, it's, that, it's really. That's a yeah. good sign for the future. I like hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Uh, it's really amazing. Look, we're at time. We're at time. Uh, I, I apologize. We're at, we're at time. I ran late. I, I ran late today. Um, I will say it's, there's it's two more totally... topics. Oh. One of them was millennials rely on boomer parents. Eh. And the other was fathers taking paternity leave. I still think that's a bit of an old school thing. I don't know if that's changing anytime soon. Why old school? Like it has to be. What do you I, mean? Like, the... like, the... like I don't, I don't see many dads taking paternity leave. I still don't. They I, should. I take two weeks. They should. Yeah. I've been taking. I, I typically will with the birth of my first two kids. I've taken two weeks to help get kind of everything settled, and then it's back to work for Joe. Um, I don't my know. Husband, did your husband take any paternity leave? Yeah, he did. He did. He was. He was actually. Um, he was okay. So this is a crazy story, and I know you don't have time, but he was actually in between jobs. He got um, laid off, like just because of the economy in two thousand nine, when uh, my son was born. So he was actually in between jobs for like a few months when he was born it was like horrible timing because he was worried about like you know money and all that stuff but then he so he had like a good two three months four months even when when uh he would take like walks with him so i could take a nap and it was amazing but at the same time it was like nerve-wracking because he was like oh he was interviewing and whatever but so he kind of he kind of had like a forced paternity leave and then with my daughter he he had he took about I think he took like a month or a month. His his office or his um firm is very good about that. So he had 
he's a lawyer. So he had, uh, I think he took two months off and wow. they let him take two. I mean, so it kind of cut into like vacation time, but we didn't have, yeah. we didn't take a vacation. So it kind of, they, if it wasn't two weeks, it was, if it wasn't two months, it was like six weeks or something. It was a lot. He kind of great. lumped all his vacation and everything yeah. together. So he got one big block. Yeah, pretty That's much. That's amazing. But it was That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I think and it's I think so that... important. So, so, so important. I think it should change. But then again, we don't have maternity. Like, my job didn't give me... I had to I had to take time off, like, uh, unpaid. We're talking two different countries here, too. I hate to say it, but, like... True. That's true. That's true. I'm That's in... True. Ca you, right now, you can take up to 18 months maternity leave for a mother. It's insane. We you get six six weeks and six weeks. Six 18 months. weeks. 18 months. I know. So we're going to well, end on that happy note. That's a whole <laughs> other topic. That's the next one. Maybe we'll set that up for the next one. We'll talk paternity leave. Uh, and okay. I'll just rub it in your face. Uh, I'll say, ah-ha. Ah-ha-ha. <laughs> uh, Gretel at SnarkyMommy78. You're always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. That's it. It's the show. Uh, I apologize to her about rushing her towards the end. Um, I had what we would call a hard stop. I'm a dad. I've got uh, two kids and uh, a busy household. So when I make time commitments to, to various individuals, I try to keep those. That's what happens. Um, I try to book my interviews in little half hour windows and keep them 20 to 20, 30 minutes, two benefits. One helps with my time. And if it helps with my time, the odds are it helps with yours. The odds are, if you're listening to this, you're a parent of some kind, you've got a busy schedule. I don't want to ramble on for an hour and a half. I want you to be able to listen to something while you're doing the dishes car ride home. Just taking a long poop to take a break from the kids. Whatever it is that you're doing. So uh, I keep that in mind. So I apologize about rushing her a little bit towards the end there. Um, I think it still sounded really good and uh, leaves you wanting a little bit more of that conversation. I do think I could do an hour with Gretel. I think we can, we can go an hour. But uh, another day, another time. And my stomach is rumbling right now. I hope you don't hear that. hope it doesn't get picked up on the mic. I'll find out in playback. One thing, DeanBlundell.com. DeanBlundell.com is number one podcast network. They're doing some fantastic work covering the trucker convoy right now. This is must-listen-to, must-watch viewing if you're in Canada. Uh, Monday to Friday, three-ish. He's even worse with schedules than I am. That's it. That's the show. Continue to rate, review, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Tell me how much you love me. Tell me how much you hate me. It's all content, baby. It's all engagement. And if you hear other emails going off in the background, that's because I didn't turn off my other computer. Don't care. It stays in the show. Be well, be safe, and uh, we'll talk next week. Thanks for listening. Deal. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast, and NBC Sports. 
Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.